0: Episode 33 of Comic Book Movie Guy, the Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Brennan Huber. It's a good day to be a comic book movie fan. DC, Mr. James Gunn, has come out and delivered us his Chapter 1 slate for DC Studios. And I'll tell you, my expectations were high because I expect a lot out of James Gunn. I'll also tell you that... It felt very unpredictable. I was excited. I went in with a good attitude, and I said to myself, whatever will be, will be here. Because it's pretty daunting to go into something um, that you know it's been dropped, that it's going to be eight to ten years of movies And television and gaming. Like, it's kind of like a big thing. DC Studios and the DC Universe is getting rebooted somewhat. Um, You know, it it lined up perfectly with James Gunn's tweets. You know, he said, some people will be new, others will not be new. It's not a 100% reboot. I'm okay with this. We're getting a new Batman. We'll talk about it we're getting a new Superman. We'll talk about it. There's all kinds of things confirmed about these movies and it's coming directly from the horse's mouth. And I'll tell you, it scared the living shit out of me when James Gunn came up on that screen and he said what he said for the first project. And I'm going to play the clip that was released from James Gunn and Warner Brothers Studios and DC Studios and we're just going to kind of go through it bit by bit here. And then I'm going to talk about each little section here because like I said, I was scared <laughs> when, when James dropped the first project. So I'm going to go ahead and let James talk here. If you haven't heard this already or seen this, um, then, you know, pay close attention to how he talks about the projects, etc. He's a well-spoken guy. He, uh, he's got a plan. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, and I, you know, have some high praise for this slate. And I'm very happy with a few things about this slate. So I will, uh, I'll get into all that. But let me let James Gunn, if you have seen this too, um, just, you know, sit back and re listen to what he has to say. But listen carefully, you know, like listen to what he is saying because he's a fan. He's a fan of these DC characters, and it's a fresh, fresh take on a lot of things. So let's just sit back and enjoy the ride. And uh, yeah, here's Mr. James Gunn.
1: Hey everybody, I'm James Gunn. I'm the co-CEO of DC Studios. So as many of you know, DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. And it's one of you know our jobs, mine and Peter's, is to come in and make sure the DCU is connected in film, television, gaming, and animation. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And if something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go, that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds
0: outside of the mainstream DCU continuity. So James said a couple of really, really promising things there. Um, He, to me, it sounds like they're going to try and introduce DC Elseworlds to a fan base. And it's an interesting proposition, and it's actually a really bold proposition because I think that the generic fan the general fandom of DC will totally go and see DCU movies and go see DC Elseworlds like The Batman and Joker and perhaps a Black Superman story or something along those lines. Um, those are DC World projects and that's an easy concept for a comic book fan to grab. But the generic moviegoer, it's a bold bold choice to try and introduce this sort of idea that there's DCU and then there's DC Elseworld it's hard to convince a fan base of two different things without getting or not i keep saying a fan base but just like the generic audience it's hard to to teach them that or to to try and tell them there's two different DCs but i'm i love the choice to do that it's fantastic because you're going to give guys like Matt Reeves and Todd Phillips with their separate projects the budget, the time and the story writing or the storytelling that they want to do. And you'll see what James says here about the storytelling aspect of DC and just what that means to him and how that's going to be the core of what this is all planned. So I just wanted to talk about the Elseworld projects. Being announced that they're gonna do DC Elseworld and DC Universe, I love that choice. I know there's some people out there who are not um, a fan of that choice. Like I've seen a couple of different uh, YouTubers and such that I watch, they've you know been a little weary of that because they're 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 wondering if it will take with the generic audience. I think you're gonna make a ton of money off of Matt Reeves Batman. The Batman saga. He called it a saga on Twitter. Let's talk about that for a second. A saga. You know what a saga is? It's more than three movies. Like. The only other saga. That I've ever watched. Is Star Wars. And there were six movies. And now there's. Nine. Plus all the spin-offs. So yeah. Give me the Batman saga. Give me Todd Phillips' Joker trilogy, whatever that looks like. I really hope Folia de is great. Um, I know that Gaga is filming right now, Lady Gaga, and uh, nothing's, everything's pretty tight-lipped. Like we saw, we saw the uh, the image of Joaquin in the, it looked like a barber's chair, getting a shave at the psych ward, uh, but that's the only picture that Todd Phillips has dropped so far. Um, But as for Harley, we haven't seen anything other than a little bit of a silhouette of her dancing with Joaquin's Joker. Um, And that sort of title card along with a Joker folia de. And and, I mean, I'm sure they're cooking up something something pretty good there. Uh, So I'm excited to see that DC Elseworlds movie, as well as the recently announced Title, The Batman Part 2. Um, so I love this, right? Because they could do part three, part four, part five, part six. Please do, <laughs> you know, as many as possible, Matt Reeves, because I'm and he called it a detective saga. So for me, that's a bunch of detective movies going through his rogues gallery. And I love that. I love it, love it, love it. And something like having a black Superman in DC Else Worlds works really well for me too not tied to any other uh, sort of storylines in the DC universe, sky's the limit. Like, you guys do whatever you want on the Elseworlds side. Like, give me Justice League Dark. Give me Flashpoint. You know, like, whatever. Alternate universe stuff, you know? But what James Gunn is going to announce first here in this video is he talks about the movies that were already made, (laughs) essentially, when, when he came into the fold to sort of take over. So he... Uh, was able to watch all of these movies and give the director's notes and sort of refine the, the process down to a way that will lead into the Flash movie, which he describes as a reset. And we'll get into that after this next clip.
1: Now, Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Shazam! has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love that resets the entire DC universe. And then to move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2,
0: which leads directly into our next few projects, which I'm gonna tell you about now. So a couple of things that I'm really impressed with with James Gunn is just the fact that he's able to use Shazam and say, Shazam's always been in his own separate area of the DC universe. Like that's a really smart thing to say um, from an executive standpoint, right? Because let's be honest, like Shazam's, like the plans in Shazam are to have him meet up with what was the Justice League and what was all these other characters or what were all these other characters rather. But now it's kind of like, oh yeah, Shazam is in his own little section of the DCU, So my guess is if they had any sort of ties to the members of the Justice League before, um, like Gal Gadot was rumored to be in Shazam, she may still be in there because he says that the Flash resets the DC universe. Now, Shazam Fury of the Gods, I wasn't really excited to see, but hearing James Gunn say like, yeah, this is part of the, the starting point in a way. Like, yeah, I'll go see Shazam Fury of the Gods now. Like, and yes, I'm a fan of the DC universe, so he sold the DC fan to going because I wasn't going to go, but now I am. So I hope that works for the rest of the world because I really want to see DC succeed here and I want to see James succeed. He's just so well-spoken and you'll, you'll hear from him again in this podcast because I want to get through the full uh, five or six minute video that he posted and just talk about each segment kind of like I'm doing. But uh, no, when he talks and he says that uh, the Flash resets the DC universe and, you know, maybe that means that Michael Keaton's Batman stays in the universe that he's in. Maybe that means that Ben Affleck gets stuck in some form of a universe. Maybe his universe, let's say. And there's, I pair these ideas of the Flash resetting the universe, I pair them with these comments that Henry Cavill could come back one day. That The Rock has had talks with James Gunn and could come back one day. And maybe Ben Affleck, you know, I know that they want Ben Affleck to direct, but way down the line, endgame level event bring back all the DC characters that everybody loved at one point or another and sort of pair them all together. It's DC's time, baby. End game level event for DC will happen at some point, way down the line. Not even thinking about it now, but I'm just saying Ben Affleck's Batman is in the flash. Michael Keaton's Batman is in the flash. That's great. Supergirl is in the flash. Go enjoy these DC characters. And now with James Gunn saying what he said, nobody has to worry about, well, what's going to happen after? Because he stated it resets the universe. And then you have Blue Beetle, which sounds really cool. I'm going to go see it now because I'm excited and I don't know much about Blue Beetle, but hell yeah. (laughs) Now I'm going to go because it's part of the DC universe, baby. And also Aquaman 2 first Aquaman was great. Second Aquaman 2 was filmed with the idea that it would continue on with who knows what. There was no real direction at Warner Brothers, but now there is. And, you know, Jason Momoa is posting all kinds of stuff on his Instagram, all kinds of stuff and saying, you know, I'm super excited and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, I can see probably why, like he's going to continue as Aquaman. Because that makes sense. DCU resets after The Flash. And Jason Momoa perhaps stays with Barry. And Ezra Miller. Uh, It's said that they're willing to get some help. And they're going to be available to discuss with Warner Brothers. What their future looks like at some point. Um, When that is who knows, but you can sideline the flash for a few years, you know, and it looks very much like that as James Gunn reveals the first few projects here of his DC universe.
1: So Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an eight to 10 year plan of what DC studios will be in film, television, and gaming. This first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now this, what I'm about to tell you, is a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. The first project is Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're gonna do that's a little bit different at DC is we're gonna have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. The next project up is Waller. This is a story of Amanda Waller played by Viola Davis. Violet Davis is going to team up with members of Team Peacemaker, and this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world, and I can't wait for people to see it. Okay, next up is the big one, the true beginning of the DCU. This is called Superman Legacy. This is being written by me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th,
0: 2025. All right. So Creature Commandos. What an interesting one. Um, I was not expecting something like that. Um, It's an interesting concept because they're going to have the same actors who voice the Creature Commandos. You're going to have them be the live action actors as well, which is an interesting thing. I I, I like that. That's cool. Um, I don't know much about the creature commandos, but uh, I'm very open to sort of checking it out as well. All I'll say. I will check out any new DC content. I feel like I'm going to check it out. And if it's not for me, I'm going to move on because I know there's going to be something for me. It's exciting, man. Next project is is, uh, Waller and that's Amanda Waller and there you go Uh, again confirmed not a 100% reboot because Amanda Waller Viola Davis was cast as Amanda Waller for the previous DCEU at Warner Brothers and she's been in several projects from Suicide Squad to the remake The Suicide Squad directed by James Gunn so he's worked with her before which is cool and of course she's going to get a show. She's the best. And Viola Davis is the best. And people are going to watch that shit, man, because Viola Davis is a great actress. And I think that Amanda Waller is a very interesting person to have a show about because she operates with so many antiheroes and so many different um, monsters <laughs> or as they call them, metahumans, etc., Um, yeah, I think a Waller show is a great, great idea. I'm excited for that. And then James Gunn drops the bomb. The first big major project of his DCU written by him, which is really awesome. And it's going to be called Superman Legacy. And it releases in July of 2025, he said. So 2025 is going to be a massive year, uh, it's gonna feel like we're kids again, folks. Uh, <laughs> listen, there's gonna be Avengers, The Kang Dynasty that year, uh, the Batman Part Two that year. It's gonna be Superman Legacy that year, and I'm sure that there's a few other projects that are not done yet or that are still in talks, etc. That will be releasing that year, or some that I've missed already 2025 is going to be lit as the kids say. Let's hear about the next big project from James Gunn because this is uh this is a big one for me. I've been waiting a long time. I hope Warner Brothers gives them the budget to do it and that they can do it right. So listen up. Okay, the next thing is a big premiere HBO television series
1: called Lanterns. This is a story of a couple of Green Lanterns, John Stewart and Hal Jordan, and we have a few other lanterns peppered in there, but this is really a terrestrial-based TV show which is almost like True Detective with a couple of Green Lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct Earth. In it, they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the DCU. Next is a big movie called The Authority. The Authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the Marvelous Wildstorm characters we are now bringing into the DCU and will interact with all of our primary DCU characters. The Authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they wanna fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes we're doing a television series called Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is a story of Paradise Island, usually known as The mascara, which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. It's almost like
0: Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. Well, there you have it. A lanterns show coming to HBO Max, finally. And the fact that it's not just a Green Lantern core show, it's he, he described it similar to True Detective on HBO. And if you've ever seen True Detective, you know that the quality of that show is very, very high. And it's essentially, they pick two really good actors, um, who make for a good team and they solve a detective mystery together. Um, that ends up being either gruesome or, you know, very like a very difficult case to crack or something you know and it takes many many weeks or it's this grueling process and it was just it's true detective is one of the better shows out there um I know that Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey are first um are the first season and I just heard I was watching I was stuck in an airport in Kamloops for like six hours a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago I mean yeah you can tell it's getting to me here um but I was stuck there, so I was watching the Between Two Ferns YouTube video. Oh, it's so funny what it, what uh, Zach asks Matthew McConaughey. Oh my God, check this out. When you and Woody Harrelson are acting in a scene together, are you sad that somewhere there's a sack not being hackied?
1: <laughs> That's good, a sack not being hackied. What was the marijuana budget on True Detective? <laughs>
0: And are you, have you smoked a lot of that budget today? (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, man. It's so funny. Like, that is just, that's great. You know, a sack not being hacky. Anyways. Uh, Yeah. I got on a major tangent there. Let's get back to business. Lanterns for me is way up there on my expectation list. Like, I, I really want this one to hit hard. And I want the two cops cast, Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan, to be like second-to-none castings. These are huge castings. And it tells me that when we get to Justice League-level events and movies, we're going to have more than one Lantern, which is so sick and exactly what I wanted. I wanted Jon Stewart and Hal Jordan. And we get the best of both worlds in a Lantern show. James goes on to talk about the authority a big movie, he called it, and he's very passionate about this project. You heard him. The Authority is going to be kind of like Watchmen, in a way, is how I depict what he's saying. It's sort of heroes that are taking things into their own hands. Or the boys, you know, this like this is The Authority is definitely a movie that's gonna come out um because of the success of the boys. And I truly think that's a main reason why the authority is a really good idea at DC is people watch the boys and they're like, yeah, this is awesome. You know? And then James Gunn comes out and he says, we're going to do essentially our version of that in a way. And I'm looking forward to the authority. When it first, when he first said it, I was like, "Eh." like, okay, like, what is this now? You know? But honestly, with some time passing and me sort of learning a bit more about them, and I think he's planning a Superman versus the authority movie, which is pretty sweet. <laughs> like he said, remember, he said, this is chapter one, uh, gods and monsters, which I love that title so much. And you know, it's only the title of the DC universe right now for chapter one, because somebody went and probably James Gunn. That sounds really cool. We got to do that. <laughs> That's definitely what I think when we talk about chapter one, gods and monsters. Like when I heard that, I was like, God, that's so awesome. You know, like, that's so awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's DC mythos, you know, like, let's get into the gods and monsters. And even though really the creature commandos is one of the only monsters besides what we'll get into in a bit here, it's a great choice. It's a great choice for chapter one title because it's badass and that's what DC is. So with the authority coming out, I think for sure another movie that wasn't announced that they're going to do eventually is Superman versus the authority or something along those lines. Paradise lost, uh, the wonder woman prequel, if you will, I don't like calling it a wonder woman prequel because by then they might have a wonder woman cast and she might even be in there. Um, Who knows? And I have no clue what these movies all look like without proper castings either. And the tone is going to matter. And for James to come out and say it's going to be kind of like Westeros, you know, like an HBO Game of Thrones style show called Paradise Lost. And it's about the freaking... It's going to take place on Themyscira. Like... Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's a hell of an opportunity to introduce Wonder Woman the right way. Not that it wasn't done the right way before. I love how Zack Snyder introduced his Wonder Woman and I enjoyed Wonder Woman, uh, the, the first Wonder Woman movie that Patty Jenkins did. I, I thought it was great, but this just has badass Greek mythos written all over it. And I think sky's the limit with a show for Paradise Lost. I'm going to kind of... There's four projects left that James is about to announce. I'm going to let this run out. Let the rest of the clip run out. And he'll tell you about the last four projects. Starting with obviously the one that I'm most excited for. And I'm sure you know why. But let's let James tell you. The introduction of the DCU's Batman is The Brave and the Bold.
1: The Brave and the Bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line, and so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Next up is a TV series called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of comics really popular cult heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my favorite comic book series from last year was Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And so we're gonna turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents, Whereas Supergirl, in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp Thing, the last thing we're going to talk about. A very dark horror story in the origins of the monster who is Swamp Thing. And although it's totally outside of
0: the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. We getting another Batman. Batman, the Brave and the Bold. This is obviously my um, most anticipated film of the slate because I'm a diehard Batman fan been thinking about casting choices already. Of course, I love the choice. I love the choice from James Gunn to do something different once again. That was the, that was the part that wasn't his choice. Do something different. He had to, but the choice to use Damian Wayne, Bruce's son, as Robin, that's a fresh take. First of all, the only movies that have had Robin are frickin' Batman Forever and Batman and Robin with Chris O'Donnell. Now, I love those. They have a soft spot. I have a soft spot for them. But, but, and that's a huge but, this movie is going to be very different and it's gonna have a Robin that is a little assassin, he called him. And that's a great description because Damian Wayne is. And just the idea of like the story being. You know, Bruce is an older Batman, once again. And he has to sort of keep his son in line and show him what's right and wrong. You know? And Damien, he can he's a little devil. Like, he'll do stuff, man. And I mean, think of the name, Damien. The omen. You know, like he was clearly named Damien Wayne for a reason. And uh it's uh it's very cool that they're going down this route. If you don't know, um Damian Wayne is the son of Bruce Wayne and Talia Al Ghul. Now that's a cool story that we could see or, you know, they're, there's, they're definitely going to cast a Talia Al Ghul, I think, because, you know, Ra's Al Ghul, uh, could be involved once again, who knows? Um, you wouldn't have to cast a huge role for her, but, uh, it, it will be essential to the story because that's who Damien's mom is in the comics. Um, it's, it's just cool to have a Batman and Robin movie and it's titled The Brave and the Bold. Like I can just already see that movie poster, you know? And James, he released the photo for Grant Morrison's comic for Batman. I just ordered it and that's what he drew inspiration from. And I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be reading through that one pretty thoroughly because, so it's Superman Legacy, or Superman All-Star, I mean, sorry, Legacy is the movie title, but Superman All-Star is the comic, uh, by Grant Morrison that, uh, James is drawing inspiration from. And then Batman by Grant Morrison, Omnibus Volume 1 is, and Batman and Robin by Grant Moore, Grant Morrison, um. Omnibus volume 2 is what he is drawing inspiration from for The Brave and the Bold. Now I have volume 1 coming and it says it says right here in front of my face 3 to 6 p.m. today. So I'm excited to get into that one cuz I want to see what James is drawing from. I always like doing that. I did the same thing with uh with Matt Reeves the Batman with uh, Batman year 1 and Batman the Long Halloween and Batman Ego like whenever a director gives you some kind of a direction of what they drew inspiration from I pick up that comic man because it'll give you an idea of what you're what you're in for what you can prepare yourself for which I like I just I love the process of waiting for a movie to come out or movie news and you have an idea of what the director has in his head it's just cool and uh I'm excited for that one to come I think as far as a Batman movie goes, I like that he didn't jump into Batman right out of the gate. You know, Batman's a hot topic right now, and with with Matt Reeves continuing his stuff, you know, I think it's good to space out a Batman movie or two. Um, But yeah, I'm super excited, and James mentions the Bat family, so clearly there's intentions to have Nightwing you know, Dick Grayson, Red Hood, perhaps, Jason Todd. Um, you know, it's it's about time that the studio does those characters right, not just a, a CW show. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I like what CW did, and I respect what they did. But at the same time, I just feel like a studio like Warner Brothers who has the money it's going to be really fun to see my DC characters from the comics on the big screen. Not, not just a few of them, all of them, you know, because they're going to dive into more DC characters, more DC lore. Like let's bring that to the screen and please go see the content because I feel like DC has really cool content that just hasn't been shown, you know, and it's, it's, it's about time that it's being taken care of by a guy like James Gunn Um. The Booster Gold project, I wanted to talk about that briefly because James said that he would go ahead and use actors that he's worked with before, which makes sense. He wants them to be easygoing. He wants them to uh, be, to click with him, to click with the storytellers, to click with the director. Like it makes sense. And if you know these people are good people, you're going to use them. And I got worried because all of a sudden Chris Pratt's name gets thrown around here, there, everywhere you know what I mean? And it's like, hmm, well, Chris Pratt's not a Superman. Chris Pratt's not a, Chris Pratt could potentially be a lantern, but I just don't see him in that role. Like, it's just not for me. Booster Gold. Hmm. A time traveler who comes back with all this tech and tries to be a superhero. I love it. There's your Chris Pratt role. And, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't have to be Chris Pratt. I've seen all kinds of different guys. Uh, little edits that they're doing for Booster Gold. And, you know, you see different names out there. Uh, that guy from Top Gun. Uh, I can't think of his name offhand. But I thought he would be a good Lantern. I'm talking about the blonde guy. He kind of looks he looks like your typical, like, 1970s um, 1970s aviator, you know? Or, like, he was in World War II era. Like, he's just hes a handsome dude. And it's... It's really cool that uh, he could potentially be cast as somebody. I really think that he should. I'm. I'm just uh, just looking him up now here. Uh, Glenn Powell is his name, um, and he just he fits the superhero mold for me. Uh, guys like uh, guys like Glenn Powell, they they have that sort of. It's a really strong face, and it works well for um, for superheroes. Um, so yeah, I I. Booster Gold sounds fun, man. It sounds really awesome. He seems like he could be, like, in a way, like the Deadpool of DC. Maybe not. Maybe not the same sort of tone, but, like, that's the vibe he gives me, you know? Like, this time traveler, happy-go-lucky guy who's just trying to (laughs) make it big as a superhero with just tech from the future. Uh, Yeah, I think it could be some good, like, good scenes with him and I like his suit. Like he's got kind of like a, it's like sort of like a Navy blue collar leading up to his forehead. And then he's got the ear covers similar to um, Cyclops in X-Men, like how, how Cyclops was drawn. And then obviously he's kind of, he's blonde and he's got the, his hairs kind of swooped to the right and he's got the yellow goggles and his suit itself is sort of like a gold star essentially with uh, Navy blue outlines. And, I think it's a cool character and I want to see new characters. Of course I do. You know, like DC is the fans, the fans and like the fans of DC have never got to see like these, like this deep of a character dive into the, the pool of characters that DC has. Like they're just so underutilized and the major players are so overutilized in a way, you know? So it'll be cool to see a well-balanced universe with the characters that I love. The Supergirl project, Woman of Tomorrow, that sounds freaking cool. The fact that he called it a, uh, he called it like a sci-fi big box office movie or something, you know, like he he called it a massive movie, but, or a sci-fi epic, you know, something along those lines. And I love this idea that he has that, you know, Superman came from loving parents. So we know that his Superman is going to be not conflicted. He's going to have that really, really cool sort of demeanor, calm demeanor. He's going to be, he's going to be kind. He's going to have a really like, really warm look on the world. And I think that James Gunn's Superman in Superman Legacy could be a huge hit. And you know, they're, this tells me that they're probably not going to use the same casting from The Flash for Supergirl. I forget what that girl's name is, but she's going to make her debut as Supergirl in the DC universe. But uh, with James saying that the Flash resets the universe, I think that Supergirl could be recast. And I mean, the image that he uses in the video is a blonde Supergirl. So, you know, Supergirl done right and done well. Like CW did a really good job with Melissa Benoit cast as Supergirl. She was a great Supergirl. Never watched the show, never really enjoyed the show but a cool concept. And I like the look and I think that they'll go for a really awesome, vibrant look on Supergirl. Um, and obviously with Supergirl flying around, uh, Superman could be involved in that storytelling as well, but it sounds like a, you know, like she's almost trapped, um, on Krypton or something like that is how he makes it sound. And, uh, yeah, it just sounds like a cool sci-fi adventure. And I'm, I'm stoked for that. And then Swamp Thing. So the last project James announced was Swamp Thing. And he called it a horror movie. And now, James Mangold, the guy who directed Logan, has interest in directing Swamp Thing. I would love to see James Mangold's version of Swamp Thing. It's a heartfelt story too, man. Like, it has Logan-level sort of... I don't know depths if you will in the comic like Swamp Thing's a cool character and he's just hasn't he just hasn't really been done justice I mean the show that was out on HBO Max was very good from what everybody's saying you know like for me personally Swamp Thing like I'm not invested in that character at all I watched Swamp Thing um when it came out and I was like yeah like this is cool but like like why are we doing this you know But now to hear it, okay, this is a part of our greater universe. It will tie to the main story. Like, hell yeah. Like, sign me up. And it doesn't have to be James Mangold. It's just super, super cool that you have already this like world-renowned director. Like a really, really solid director coming out and saying that he would be interested in directing it. That's cool. It's not just stirring up buzz amongst the fans. It's stirring up buzz in Hollywood as well. And that's a good sign for DC Studios. So I'll let James sort of finish what he was saying. Um, he, uh, he's got one last little tidbit here. Listen to the passion in this guy's voice. Listen to how much he cares for these characters. It gives me that Kevin Feige vibe. It gives me that feel. You know, I heard... Uh, I'm going to use Grace Randolph as a source because, you know, she's one of my main sources that I use on YouTube... When she talks about stuff, I typically listen to her opinion because it matters, and she's sort of she's an insider and all this stuff. But she feels as though James needs to lean more towards the executive side that he's not really showing that side, that he's not really making decisions on that side. But I think James is doing a fantastic job. Like she thinks he's maybe uh, sort of treating himself like talent still, like a director. Um, like carrying himself as a director, um, which is, you know, he is going to be a director. He's going to write and direct the Superman movie, which is important, but he's also an executive. And I think Peter Safran is just there to sort of help guide James along the executive side. And James is taking care of all of the decision-making is how it seems. Like it's very much his map and his plan. And he stresses one thing in his final address to fans here. And it's very important, so take a listen.
1: Anyway, those are the stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a once in a lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique and something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I wanna be true to those stories. I wanna be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen before. Anyway, thank you everybody. I appreciate you watching. I hope this was exciting for you because it's really exciting for me. And I can't wait to start to dive into these stories with you guys on this grand adventure. Thank you so much.
0: Storytelling is always king. It's all that matters to us. He wants the writers and the director's visions realized, recognized, seen through. He wants it to be unique. He wants it to be different. The fact that storytelling is taking the forefront for his priority list is a huge tell to me that the only thing that could suffer in the DC universe is how it ends up looking. A lot lies on that for me. How is it going to look? How is the suits going to look? How are the Justice League going to end up looking? And if there's one thing that James Gunn has never struggled with, it's how things look. So I feel very confident in James Gunn, and I feel very confident in those things that he said just there. I'm, I'm wanting all the DC stories I hope that you guys are as hyped as I am for chapter one, gods and monsters. And I hope that you enjoyed this episode of comic book movie guy, the podcast. I've been your host, Brennan Huber. This has been a great time. And I hope to share all kinds of new DC content and DC news with you whenever we get the new stuff dropping. It's super exciting. Um, it's just been, this has been fun. This has been refreshing. I feel like you know, for a long time there, I didn't have much DC content that I could go over except for the Batman. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's looking bright. The future's looking bright. I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. Thank you guys for stopping by and listening to this. I've been comic book movie guy. Take care.